When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. We hear from the prophet Isaiah the good news that God will make for all people a feast of rich food and God will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. Then we read in the book of Revelation a proclamation of the same promise that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. These are promises for the future. That one day heaven will come to earth And there will be no more suffering, no more pain, no more death, no more tears or reason to cry. There will only be life. And we will live in that full presence of God's abundant love. But until that wonderful day, this day that we look to with joyful anticipation, What do we do now? Where is God now in the midst of all the pain and suffering of this world? In our gospel lesson, Mary and Martha are overwhelmed with sadness when their brother Lazarus has died. And they are angry because Jesus wasn't there. 
He could have prevented this if he had just been there sooner. After all, he's healed so many. Why not their brother? In some ways, they are right. In part of the story that we didn't read this morning, Jesus chooses to delay when he receives news of Lazarus being ill. But Jesus has a plan to reveal God's glory. When Jesus arrives, he is met by Martha and Mary with their anger and with their sadness. Jesus knows that he is about to raise Lazarus from the dead. Jesus knows that this act will bring glory to God and that many will believe in him through this miracle. Jesus knows that this act will be the final straw for those who oppose him and will be the moment that guarantees his own arrest and crucifixion. Jesus is confident in the resurrection. He knows that this is not the end for his good friend, Lazarus. And yet, knowing all of these things, Jesus began to weep. These words are so powerful. Jesus began to weep. In other translations of this passage, it is simply, Jesus wept. Jesus doesn't jump right into healing and resurrection and what is going to happen next. He pauses. He takes time to be sad. He allows himself to feel all of his emotions, the pain and anger and sadness and despair. He has lost a good friend. Death is a terrible thing, even for Jesus. I used to think that when Jesus wept, that it was evidence of how Jesus was fully human how his humanness meant that he could feel things just as we feel them. But with time, my perspective has shifted. Maybe Jesus weeps not because it is in his human nature, but because it is in God's nature. Everything we know about God, our creator, from the beginning of the First Testament until this point, is that God loves creation so much that God wants what is best for us. And when any part of that creation is hurting, God feels this deeply. God hates death and loves life. God hates sickness and poverty and loves life. God hates oppression and injustice and loves life. God hates abandonment and loneliness and loves life. God weeps for us and with us because God loves us and cares so deeply. When we lose someone we love, when we weep, when we can't stop the tears from coming, it is because we care so deeply We loved deeply. Crying isn't a sign of weakness. 
It's a sign of our compassion, our sympathy, our love, our passion. We weep because we are made in the image of God, and Jesus weeps. Today, on All Saints Sunday, we remember all the saints who came before us, the saints who lived long before us and passed down the gospel, the saints around the world who do great work in God's name, caring for the sick and feeding the hungry, the saints we know personally who have shaped our own faith, who often have names like mom or grandpa or friend, the saints that fill our pews and help us to fulfill our baptismal promises, all of you. And we also take special care to remember the saints who have died in the past year, the people who have most recently joined with the saints of heaven. In a few moments, we will name the saints who have passed from this life to the next. Many of the people named today didn't have the big funerals or memorial services that they deserved. We didn't get to gather in the way we would have loved to. We weren't able as a congregation, as a family of God, to surround those grieving with our love. We didn't get to receive the comfort of grieving in the presence of others. So I think today is an especially important All Saints Sunday. Today we are able to surround one another with our love, to find comfort in the people of Christ gathered. In our liturgy, we will remember each person naming them at three different times, remembering their life, their death, and being born to eternal life. During this time, it's okay to pause and be sad, to weep if you are moved to. We can trust in the promise of the resurrection and still be sad sometimes. We have a God who weeps with us, who is here now in this space, holding our pain and our loss with us. We are not abandoned. God is not absent. But we are being held in God's loving embrace, like a child in the arms of a parent, trusting that even if we're not fine now, one day it will be better. One day, we will join with all the saints. We will reunite with everyone we loved. We will see family members who were once sick, healthy, and vibrant. We will see our neighbors who sacrificed their own lives caring for the sick, receiving the love and care that they gave. We will see friends who were once struggling with addiction, free from what bound them. We will see loved ones who were in chronic pain, dancing with joy. 
All who are hungry will gather at the feast of rich food, where all are welcome. And we will realize all that God has promised and see the full glory of God. And until that day, we will hold that hope in our hearts. Like Lazarus, who Jesus called out of the dead. In our baptisms, we died to our old selves and were born to Christ, made into a new creation. It's in this place among the saints on earth that we meet Jesus in one another, that we have received a foretaste of the feast to come, that we have experienced God's love in our lives and the transforming power of that love. We see glimpses of God's heavenly kingdom right here on earth. And we trust that what comes next is so much better than we could ever imagine. Amen.